Top secret issue. I've even racked up some of their awards. Wow, I mean, first of all, what a question. Journalism is about telling the truth. All while ferreting out the bottom line. I'm a Harrison Hellraiser. Uh-oh, with me, Gary Harrison, as your guide. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military, with Gary Harrison. And it is the top of the hour. Carrie Harrison with you, your new best friend. Welcome. We have quite a show today. I am super excited about it. We're going to be talking to Congressman Adam Schiff about America's future and his Senate bid to replace 89-year-old Dianne Feinstein. Plus, we're going to talk with actors Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt about their new Dracula movie. Talk about heroes, modern heroes, dark heroes. It's called Renfield, brainchild of The Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman. And then we're going to swing into the future of medical health debt and your expected obligations within it. Yes, you do not get to opt out, but there is a workaround. And to that end, it's what we do every month. We forgive one million dollars in U.S. medical debt, all in the name of veterans. And we're going to do that right now. Why? Because this is the coolest thing I ever get to do. Back when uh, preceding President Trump, there was another president named Barack Obama, a distant memory for many right now. But I was in the White House and he challenged me then to do something on radio that would make a difference. This was the era of Rush Limbaugh ubiquitously five times a day. It was Glenn Beck. It was fill in the blank of all the usual customers, the Tucker, Car Tucker Carlson's, etc. For President Obama, these were not the voices that reflected his particular Weltanschauung or worldview. He asked me to come up with something that would be different. So uh, in the last few years, I've been creating different kinds of shows, including Rethinking Heroes, where we rethink what a hero is. Not necessarily the same thing that you and I were raised with. It's a fireman. Yes, firemen are great. But there's more. There's also people who have given themselves to life and service, signed a blank check, even willing to throw their lives away simply upon request by somebody who is stronger and more powerful than in government. And uh, that is true heroism. There are people still alive from World War II that went and fought Nazis. We hear nothing of these people. We only hear tragic stories of decay and collapse. And the good stories are just as important. Plus, we bring on, as you know, the solution providers. We bring on the people that are fixing the problems as opposed to doing what local TV does, is just showing you know, collapsed decay, murmuring about it, and then trying to sell expensive cars. Let's not pretend this is not the case. Let's not pretend that's not why they're in business. Well, we're here in business, as it were, to solve all of the problems. So we bring on people who are problem solvers, solution thinkers, rethinkers about the things that affect you. But let's absolve right now $1 million here on Rethinking Heroes in the name of our veterans. And I have a list of cities that our friends at RIP Medical Debt, they are a nonprofit. They were established some years ago. And what they do is they buy medical debt the way you would buy regular debt. You've probably ever in your life several times received a call from a debt collector. And wasn't that fun? They do the opposite. They take the debt and they get rid of it so you don't have to. And so much of American medical debt, so much of American medical debt or, or debt period is medical debt. These guys go in there and they buy it on pennies on a dollar and wipe it out up to the tune now of we're looking at like five, six, 
billion dollars across the country. This is a true solution. So on behalf of Rethinking Heroes and RIP Medical Debt, I'm just going to read how much this show, this show that you have been supporting and you have been supporting KPFK, you've been donating because of your donations, you have touched thousands of people across the country from Los Angeles, including people in California, wiped out their medical debt. You didn't even know you were doing that. You thought you were getting like a thank you gift, a book. Well, that book is not only your book to keep, but you get to go to bed at night knowing you have literally saved people from maybe suicide because we know what debt does and suicide does and homelessness does when debt is in conquerable. So let's start with California, Amador County. We've relieved Rethinking Heroes 2229 bucks. Butt County or Butte County, 10 grand. Calvera, Calaveras County, four grand. Contra Costa County, $15,000. Del Norte County, $1,500. El Dorado County, $2,931. These are dollars in medical debt that your show, Rethinking Heroes, has relieved in your name, in the name of veterans and people wanting to change the world. Fresno County, we've relieved $13,000 for 20 recipients. Glen County, one recipient, two grand. Humboldt County, five recipients, 3,900. Imperial County, 4,000. Kern County, a very important county, the county seat in many ways, or for the state where when gay marriage was legalized, they were the ones refusing to sign those certificates. They're a very important county. We have relieved for 34 different people, $33,000 in medical debt. Yes, we, the ones who are woke, awake, and care. This is what, when people care, happens, is the people that don't care get rescued, and hopefully, hopefully, they become a little more alert as to what's going on around them. Lake County, 225 bucks. Madeira, I could go on and on in California. Mariposa County, another 780. 9,000 in Merced County, Nevada County, Placer County, Plumas County, Riverside County, 60,000 people, 70 people. 70 people's medical debt gotten rid of in Riverside County to the tune of $60,000. San Benito County. 953 bucks san bernardino county right next door 78 people at sixty-four thousand dollars. this is what happens when you support us we are able to support others in giant multiples well well beyond your imagination so this is why it's important that you stick with rethinking heroes we're not here uh, as a some sort of weird podcast or to entertain you or divert you while you're driving somewhere we're changing things because that is the mantra that is the the orders and directions given to me by a president and given to you by the listener and we have a circular agreement we're both going to learn stuff. It may be complicated at times, but we're going to walk away and we're going to redistribute it. Because if we have any scintilla of wanting to live in the world that we want to see, we have to do what Gandhi told us to do. And as you know, in 2008, uh, when I was on Air America here in Los Angeles on uh, AM 1150, formerly known as KTLK, we brought in 10,000 listeners. 10,000! and listeners you and we flooded the streets of Hollywood and we marched up to CNN and we had actors in the front and we were marching for world peace and guess who led, led the parade Arun Gandhi Mahatma Gandhi's surviving grandson and me 
And we did it to terminate at the door of CNN because we knew they would never come down the elevator. They would never bother covering 10,000 people blocking off the streets of Hollywood unless we had thrown a bucket of water on the wet breasts of the movie stars in the front, the female ones, that is. And of course, they came down the elevator and got their video and ended up having to tell a larger story. This is what we have to do. And this does not surprise you that we're, we were so idiotized in 2008. Now it's 2023, 2024, and we have Kardashians and selfies. So imagine the competition. But what we're doing is wiping out medical debt, and we've wiped out one million in veterans' names, in your names, because you have someone in your family who's a veteran. You are one. You know one. You care about one. And so that's why we're doing it. I just wanted to give you the good news. It goes on and on. Uh, Idaho, Georgia, Montana. Uh, we've hit states all over the country, North Carolina, um, everywhere. So just so you know, what you do and you're listening here has real legs. Okay, let's talk about alternative heroes. Let's talk about darker heroes before we talk to a uh, very helpful and amazing congressman adam schiff who's coming up in just about 10 minutes or so but let's talk to a couple of movie stars who are reimagining what it means to be a hero and an anti-hero we all know about robert kirkman because every one of us let's admit it has seen the walking dead or some various iteration of that well he's made a new dracula movie rebooted the original the bram stoker novel from uh, 1897 and it's called renfield about renfield the assistant of Dracula and what that guy was all about. And it's a wonderful conversation. You're going to enjoy it. And then after that, we will, of course, talk to Congressman Adam Schiff. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? Well, you call low-cost airlines because they specialize in cheap flights, in discount hotel rooms, in cheap car rentals, and with the best price guarantee. They explore hundreds of airlines, thousands of routes, millions of itineraries and fares to keep it simple for you. So if you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available, often 75% off. So don't wait. Call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. Carrie Harrison with you, and they say evil doesn't span eternity without just a little help. Sometimes our heroes use satire and humor to show the signs of life often too painful to look at directly. Well, this was the method of Mark Twain and Jonathan Swift, who were able to look at issues of the day and still fly under the radar. Well, in today's narcissistic, selfie-obsessed culture, what better way than to set it to a classic? We've all heard of Dracula. We know the various stories of the seductive vampire. So why is the latest Dracula movie starring Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt called Renfield? 
Well, in this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant Renfield, Nicholas Holt, Mad Max, Fury Road, the X-Men's franchise, he stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula, played by Oscar winner Nicolas Cage. You see, Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding, no matter how debased. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If only he could figure out how to end his own codependency. Renfield's based on the original idea by The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman, so you know why it's a favorite. Uh, Nicholas Cage, you had to reinterpret Dracula from the Bella Lugosi version. Hell, even Leslie Nielsen played Dracula at one point. But you had to figure out how a modern Dracula would speak, given the most famous model was Bella Lugosi's Hungarian accent. Well, the words, I am Dracula, I wanted to channel a little of the Transylvanian voice, but by and large, uh, my favorite Dracula is Christopher Lee, who has a British sound. My father was the biggest influence for Dracula, who had a mid-Atlantic sound. <clears throat> what I didn't want to do was have a goofy Transylvanian sound in the role, so I thought my father, whom I channeled in a little movie I made called Vampire's Kiss, was a great starting point for the way this Dracula speaks, you know. Let me explain something to you, okay? <laughs> Dracula. Nicholas Holt, the original Renfield, was a character from the Dracula novel written by Bram Stoker in uh, 1897. And in exchange for a steady supply of insects and the promise of immortality, Renfield served as Count Dracula's insane and fanatically devoted codependent. Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? I need to get out of a toxic relationship. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? My boss, he's different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, master! Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers? Wouldn't even need to snap. Okay. Uh-huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, what? So you go back to, to the novel a lot to figure out how Renfield began as a character and as a person. And then the, the 31 film is brilliant because Dwight Fry's performance is so so iconic. So stealing things from that when I can, I, I love his laugh, obviously, and that's such a, a piece of the character. So trying to pepper that in. Um, but then this is also 100 years later. So, I mean, that's very kind of you to say that they feel like bookends because it's then thinking, you know, how, how have these characters developed over that time? And that's what I love with what Nick did to it. You know, he brings... A lot of these these two characters, uh, you know, they're together and they but they love each other and they also are tormenting each other and there's so much hurt even in Dracula. Nick Cage, much of your prep for playing this very physical Dracula looked like Tai Chi workouts and practicing foreign languages. Well, it was just more of a reaffirmation, if you will, that so much can be conveyed with voice and 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 just your eyes. That even though I'm under. 20 pounds of makeup, the performance still can come through with voice and eyes. Uh, that, that's really what I learned from it. Renfield, bring in innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just need to my life again. 
Let me explain. My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care, feeding. You bring him people to eat? You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates. But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow to full power. Exactly. He won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes. Hi. Are you here for the meeting? Well, come on. No. Um, no. Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. To most, I am Baraksha. Okay, obviously we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. Now, let's eat. Nicholas Holt, you play Renfield as a uh, multifaceted figure with both admirable and repellent qualities simultaneously. Despite Renfield's obvious mental illness, he's surprisingly astute, he's crafty. And in the Dracula book, Renfield is like a, a moth to the flame of Dracula's charisma and power. Renfield will even give up his humanity if it means winning Dracula's approval, and that's saying something. As they say in your movie poster about Renfield, it sucks to be him. I think, I think for, for, for Renfield, when he's first under Dracula's control, there's a, a wildness and a craziness to, to him in the novel at times where he's kind of losing a little bit of his senses. And I think for this story, I think he's that crazy. It's like the beginning of a love when all your chemicals inside of your brain are, are playing up and you're not really sure what's going on. I think that chemical release has died down for him. So he's, he's more subdued than, than those roles. Uh, well, I, I, I think it was m more just really trying to find the tone. I'm, I'm trying to find this uh, bullseye between comedy and horror, which I don't think has been explored that much. I was often thinking about American Werewolf in London, and that's a bullseye Chris McKay and I really wanted to hit. So I, I was always trying to be conscious of the tone of this particular piece. It's an R-rated fantasy, but it's hilarious. And, and that's a balance that you have to find. And thankfully, Nick is someone who has tremendous wit and comic timing. So we were able to riff off of each other. I was always thinking about that. Carrie Harrison with you talking actors, Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt in the Dracula remake of Renfield, directed by Chris McKay and produced by The Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman. Producer Robert Kirkman, you've kept us up at night with the many iterations of your Walking Dead stories, which tend to speak to the world that many of us feel we're eyewitnessing every day. And director Chris McKay, you've given us hardcore action movies like The Tomorrow War and The Lego Batman Movie, but Renfield is a goulash of hard action mixed with splatstick humor, as they say, uh, that takes Bram Stoker to a new level, especially using Nicolas Cage almost a hundred years later as the modern Dracula. As we were talking about like what Dracula should look like just in general, you know, for me, I wanted to synthesize stuff, whether it was the Bela Lugosi, the Christopher Lee, uh, I wanted, you know, Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman you know, uh, I, I, and, and from the book, from the Stoker novel, I wanted, you know, elements of that. So that's why you have a top hat in one scene, you have a cane. That's from the Stoker novel. The, the teeth, I wanted to kind of uh, mimic the uh, Lon Chaney Sr. London After Midnight, all sharp teeth. 
using Bella Lugosi's outfit and and Christopher Lee's uh, when when Dracula gets bloodlust, we use those contact lenses that Christopher Lee had in the Hammer movies when he gets you know when he gets blood you know the bloodlust. So it was part of it was just synthesizing stuff. When Cage uh, came in, um, you know, we had to sort of describe Dracula as like a rock and roll Dracula. We wanted it to kind of be really flashy and big. So, you know, Cage came in and the rings, that's where, that's where we got the rings and the fur and all of the, you know, kind of really, you know, soft and, and tactile textures and that sort of thing in the costume. So that, that was, yeah, it was a lot of- I, I just want to say I was absolutely essential to this process because I would go, that looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play with the movement because that's a way into Dracula that we haven't seen much. When you see cobras, they try to seduce you, and then they try to hypnotize you by moving like that, and then they go like that. And I wanted Dracula to have some of that. Robert Kirkman, the only other comedy Dracula that I can remember, was Leslie Nielsen in Dracula Dead and Loving It. But what you guys did with Nick Cage is truly next-level stuff. Yeah, we were doing camera tests, yeah. and uh, Chris had set up this amazing like set, and you know they were smoking the area, and I have never really seen a director like go hard on camera tests like this. And Cage walked in, and it was like dark and creepy and there were candelabras everywhere and he was in costume and it was it was like it just transports you and uh just the, the way he he walks the way he turns his head like everything was quintessential dracula it was uh, phenomenal and i don't know if you stayed for the end credits of the movie but in the end credits of the film where you have some that you see some of the camera tests as as uh, the end credits uh, play. yeah i like anything that stimulates my imagination Vampire movies invite the realm of fantasy or magic. And so I always have been a fan. Let's eat. Been truly one of the highlights of my career watching Nate Cage play Dracula. Director Chris McKay, as a Stooges fan, I always enjoyed slapstick humor, and I'm brave enough to freely admit it, obviously. But in the horror genre, there's a famous term, splatstick humor. Splatstick humor has kind of been around for a long time. Uh, and movies like Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2 kind of perfected, you know, splatstick humor. So I think that it, I think that there's like a natural connection between yeah. humor and horror. And I think even the way, just from a structural standpoint, the way you develop a scare and the way you develop a joke. Those jump scares and, and, and moments of terror in a film, like they take you off balance and they and they pull you out of yourself that's one of the reasons why they're so appealing and i think when you're in that zone you can't help but laugh because you're like oh my gosh i can't believe this happened to me so it, it makes the marrying of the genres like really possible and really work when it's done well because that moment when you're laughing you can kind of feel yourself like am i going to be terrified here or am it, or is this going to be funny and and there's like a nice sweet spot where those two feelings diverge that i think you can really kind of hit Carrie Harrison here, and we've had a look at both heroes and villains and that odd mix of both shadow and light that all of us humans seem to possess. And what better than a Dracula movie to play out the good, the bad, and the ugly? You'll enjoy the creative mayhem and Renfield and relate to virtually every aspect of humanity and superhumanity that the great Robert Kirkman has issued from his fevered brow through these well-known actors like Nick Cage and Nicholas Holtz who brought it home for us. From the very early age of four or five, my father would play black and white. We had a 35 millimeter projector on a screen he would put up in our living room and he would play black and white 
silent films, and one of them was Nosferatu with Max Schreck. I mean, let me tell you something. When you see that movie when you're five in black and white with him doing those crazy things with his eyes and his fingers, that, that, le that leaves an indelible impression. It doesn't go away. Carrie Harrison, and this is Rethinking Heroes. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. Life after the military. RethinkingHeroes.com. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? Well, you call low-cost airlines because they specialize in cheap flights, in discount hotel rooms, in cheap car rentals, and with the best price guarantee. They explore hundreds of airlines, thousands of routes, millions of itineraries and fares to keep it simple for you. So if you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available, often 75% off. So don't wait. Call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. Nine zero one two three five seventeen ninety five nine zero one two three five seventeen ninety five. And it is Rethinking Heroes. Carrie Harrison with you, RethinkingHeroes.com. We just wiped out $1 million in U.S. medical debt coast to coast on behalf of U.S. veterans. And we're not the only ones on this show who think that's important, who find that groovy and sexy. We've got partners that are in the nonprofit world. We have partners in government who are interested in seeing a better world for you and have been working hard to uh, achieve that, provably so. One of whom, uh, as the primary for California's next senator, is shaping up to be one of the most heated races inside the party in recent memory. And this is going to affect the nation if Senator Dianne Feinstein ends up resigning due to health causes. One of the front runners is Congressman Adam Schiff, who sat on the House and Senate Intelligence Committees for many years, been consistently on every network news channel discussing former President Donald Trump's 34 felony counts, a number that would make even Dick Nixon blush. Congressman Schiff sat on the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol, has a long track record of passing numerous measures with support of both Democratic and Republican governors and presidents. He's known for his Patients' Bill of Rights, known for bills that limit nuclear proliferation, say that one ten times, proliferation, bills that strengthen press freedom, yay, and speaks out continuously on gun violence, and also for creating the earthquake early warning system, not only in California, but along the West Coast, which is the border of the nation on the Pacific Ocean. So thank you very much. With me now is Congressman Adam Schiff, representing Greater Los Angeles. Congressman Adam Schiff, I want to welcome you to Rethinking Heroes. Carrie, it's great to be with you, and thank you for what you're doing uh, to help our heroes. Uh, enormously appreciative of all of your efforts and proud to be with you today. Well, we're glad to have you here, too. And, you know, when people think of L.A., they think of homelessness kind of right off the bat. But what they don't realize is that you're behind some big upcoming bills to create housing affordability for veterans, which could literally change the face of what people have seen become so commonplace. Uh, yes. I mean, I think dealing with the crisis of the unaffordability of housing uh, and the epidemic of homelessness is really a top issue for Californians and a, and a top issue for people around the country. Uh, and so many of our homeless, uh, tragically, are veterans. Uh, I'm glad to see uh, you know veterans housing going up uh, in West Los Angeles. 
but we need to make that more accessible. Many of those units still have not been filled. Uh, a lot of the requirements uh, are too uh, onerous. In fact, you know, veterans who are getting disability benefits that are considered income are essentially disqualified because purportedly their income is too high. We have to fix things like that uh, and make sure that we get people into housing, that we bring down the cost. I just introduced a bill this week uh, to establish a council to look at the issue of the unaffordability of housing and how we can address it and make sure that more, more Californians, more Americans can find homes. You know, it's interesting, uh, Congressman Adam Schiff, every week we learn something new about what veterans have to go through. Uh, most, I used to think, well, they, they go off, they join the military, they go off, they come back, we take care of them ad infinitum to the rest of their lives, happy ending. Not the case. Uh, what you just said, that they pay taxes on their benefits. I mean, how much is left? No wonder there's debt and other things. This, this is, seems like an impossible scenario in today's setting. Well, it really is. Uh, you know, you would think, uh, as as uh, I think most Americans, that when veterans come back, we take good care of those who have taken good care of the country and protected it. But the reality is uh, so many veterans, in particular young veterans, uh, uh, you know, facing mounting financial difficulties, among other things, uh, take their own lives, uh, which is a terrible tragedy. Uh, so many other veterans uh, who are disabled uh, or low income, uh, are homeless, uh, and uh, and so many others are struggling under huge uh, debt. And uh, this is not the way we should treat people who have served uh, and exposed themselves to risk and their families uh, to their, their absence. Uh, we need to do a lot better than that. Kerry Harrison with you. This is Rethinking Heroes, RethinkingHeroes.com. We're talking to Congressman Adam Schiff, who is running to replace Senator Feinstein's important position in the Senate. And you both were top Democrats in the House and Senate Intelligence Committees for many years together. You worked closely on national security problems and with budget appropriations. Do you think this might give you a special glimpse into that Senate position that Senator Feinstein still currently holds? Well, yes, I, I've worked very closely with Senator Feinstein for many years. Uh, she, as you say, was the top Democrat on the Senate Intelligence when I was in the same role in the House. Uh, and we worked hard uh, to keep the country safe. Uh, we also were senior appropriators, uh, our senior appropriators in our respective appropriations committee, uh, and have been working to bring home resources uh, so that we can have housing for veterans, so that we can provide uh, health care for veterans, so that we can reduce wait times uh, so that we can relieve the, the anxiety of a lot of veteran families about whether they can access health care. Uh, and I think, you know, working with the senator, uh, as well as many other senators, uh, to address these problems, uh, some of which are, are among the most challenging to navigate through Congress, um, it gives me, I think, very relevant experience. Uh, the intelligence bills, for example, very difficult, very complicated to get our agencies to talk to each other in appropriate ways to protect privacy and civil liberties. Uh, and we worked together to get them passed during Republican presidencies and Democratic presidencies, uh, as well as to, to deliver uh, millions to Californians in need. Uh, full disclosure, we have put out invitations to the other two people looking to hold the same office. You're the one that got back to us. You're the one that's on right now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about America's shootings. This is not something invisible. Uh, we've had more shootings than days in the year. This is a global record in a non-war zone. 
unless you were to reclassify it, then it would probably be pretty normal. Nobody wants that to be the new normal. Parents want children to, not to feel every day that they're in a war zone, and the children have become hypervigilant simply when going to school. And when I went to school, and you went to school, Congressman Schiff, uh, the worst thing we could imagine is a sloppy Joe again for lunch or for getting your locker combination. This is a, a delicate walk for uh, uh, much of the country that now thinks it's a well-regulated militia because of the Second Amendment, which they've never bothered to read, it seems. And as a well-regulated militia, they get to do as they wish. And it's madness. It is total madness uh, that we go through this constant uh, tragedy of gun violence in this country, everyday gun violence in every city, but also this uniquely American scourge of recurrent mass murder, these mass shootings. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. This is what is so galling about it. There are things that we can do that other countries have done to protect our people. The idea that, that young children uh, have to go their whole, you know, uh, educational experience doing active shooter drills where, uh, you know, very young children are taught uh, the reality of having to hide and bolt doors to escape someone trying to kill them with an assault weapon. It's just preposterous. Uh, and an assault ban, uh, assault weapons ban uh, is supported by the American people. Uh, a truly universal background check system is supported overwhelmingly by the American people. Bans on extended ammunition clips also work. They don't stop every shooting, but they make them less lethal. Uh, I'm carrying a bill that President Biden says may be the single most important in attacking the problem of gun violence. And that bill is one that would remove the immunity from liability that the gun industry has. So when they market uh, to young people these weapons of war or when they act negligently in the sale of these weapons, so there's a lot that we can do, and what it's going to require is, frankly, having enough people of courage in the House to, to vote for these common sense reforms uh, and doing away with the filibuster in the Senate uh, so that we can get them passed there, too. And to me, uh, when I get to the Senate, uh, this is going to be a job number one is getting rid of that filibuster so we can protect voting rights, so we can protect reproductive freedom, but also so that we can pass gun safety legislation and stop seeing the slaughter of our kids. Uh, amen to that. We're talking right now to Congressman Adam Schiff. He's also running a Senate campaign to replace Senator Feinstein. Should she step down, she's dealing with a failing health at the moment. She may rebound, but he's uh, keen to do that and certainly has the chops and the experience. Uh, let's talk a little about democracy, because that's kind of what it's all boiling down to. My ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence, never imagined characters like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis actually ever being there outside of maybe a used car parking lot. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis is not only actively banning books, but has banned discussions of slavery in school. Slavery, which built, by the way, the very White House in which he soon hopes to have occupancy. Uh, you're sitting in the middle of Washington's quivering, lint-filled belly button. How real is all this Third Reich stuff and how much of it is just politics simply to move hordes of voters? You know, I think the, the move towards authoritarianism by one of America's great political parties is all too real. It's as real as a heart attack. Uh, we saw things take place uh, during the Trump years that we never would have imagined in this country. Uh, a president of the United States uh, castigating the press as the enemy of the people. That's dictator talk. Uh, tearing down our institutions, uh, denigrating co-equal branches of government, undermining the independence of the judiciary, undermining the independence of 
of the Department of Justice and trying to weaponize it against his opponents. All of this uh, was a body blow to our democracy. Uh, you mentioned Ron DeSantis. Uh, when Donald Trump was indicted, rather than do what, what uh, Republicans and Democrats would have done and said in the past, uh, it when someone of power is indicted, that it's an affirmation that the rule of law applies equally to everyone. No, uh, DeSantis's response was, if I'm called on to extradite him, I will ignore the law. Even though I'm required to, I'll ignore the law. Uh, it was to, to uh, misrepresent what was happening in New York. And because apparently mendacity and undermining the rule of law is not enough to be competitive in a Republican primary these days, uh, he added two references to George Soros, just so there was a bit of anti-Semitism in the mix, um, because apparently you need to add bigotry to the mix. Don't forget uh, so the Bilderbergs. <laughs> this is the state of our, you know, the challenges to our democracy uh, in one of our parties anyway. You know, it's interesting, Congressman Schiff, we uh, we used to love conspiratorium and it was in the fringes and it was fun and it was the stuff of TV shows. And now it is the everything. And literally, I'll bet you 30 times a day people ask you, so where do I get the news? Nobody should ever have to ask that in the land of E Pluribus Unum. Where do I go find the news? Yes, there is no more Walter Cronkite. There's none of that stuff. But to literally not know where to go find the news is pretty scary. So that that speaks, well, that's six conversations another time. Uh, let's talk a little bit. We were talking about Republicans here. Can I just and say on that point, though, Kerry, yeah. you're absolutely right. I think of all the corrosive things we witnessed over the last several years to our democracy, among the worst was this relentless assault on the truth uh, and the idea that, that people are entitled to their own alternate facts. Uh, it, it shouldn't surprise us uh, that these days, you know, with one party that has decided the truth is for losers and suckers, that they would make a villain out of people like Anthony Fauci, uh, who have saved countless lives. And on the other hand, we would see the election of a George Santos in New York, a, a serial fabricator. Uh, but, but this assault on the truth uh, is, I think, one of the most uh, dangerous uh, trends when it comes to the health of our democracy. So I'm going to just shine a little flashlight on you here. It won't be painful, I promise. Um, you do. You actually go to work. You work hard. You produce bills, you produce impact, you produce results, many of which I listed in the beginning, stuff that it might take uh, 40 or 50 years for someone else to pull off. You've done it in a tight period of time. You actually show up and go to work. Why is it that half of the body of the other representatives do not show up with the same kind of ambition and zeal to do the people's work? I mean, it can't be my fantasy seeing it that way. Uh, you know, uh, not not surprisingly, like in many workplaces, there are some who are really devoted and dedicated and do their job and, and work around the clock, uh, and others who don't. Um, at the end of the day, being a representative in Congress, whether it's in the House or the Senate, is a service job. Uh, and if you're going to be of service to people, you need to be accessible to them. You need to understand the issues that they confront, and you need to be willing to work with people of varying viewpoints to bring people together to find consensus and actually get things done, whether it's on veterans health care or veterans housing or any other issue. Uh, it's what animates me. It's why I'm uh, serving in Congress and why I want to serve in the Senate. But you're right. That's not an ethic that is shared by everyone. 
And for you to serve in the Senate, Congressman Adam Schiff, even though they are a minority in California, the Republicans, that is, they're going to have a significant impact on who the next senator is, especially if the race comes down to you and another Democrat. So do you feel like your involvement with the Trump impeachment and the Russia investigation, something that most Americans think is an honorable uh, exploration there, do you think that involvement is going to have an effect on the election? You know, I think certainly the extreme MAGA people uh, are, are not fans. I don't know that they're going to like any of the people running uh, for the Senate in California. But I think among moderate Republicans and independents, uh, who I've traditionally had a lot of support from, uh, the fact that I've been able to accomplish so much uh, to uh, improve textbooks in our schools, provide a patient bill of rights, uh, protect uh, press freedom, uh, build, a, as you were mentioning, an early earthquake warning system, that protects Democrats and Republicans uh, up and down the state. And the vigorous efforts I'm making to attack the problem of homelessness, as well as the accountability I want to bring to that. Uh, you know, we, we spend a lot of money in addressing the homelessness issue. We need to make sure that we're getting results. Uh, and so I'm working on metrics so that we know that this is working and we need to invest more and this is not working. And we, we need to make sure we're being very careful with the taxpayer dollars I think that work will will resonate with people across the spectrum, uh, and that's what it really what I'm campaigning on. And that is, um, you know, we're all reasonably progressive in this race, um, uh, and the question is, who can make the most progress? Let's end, Congressman Adam Schiff, with your vision for a rebooted, rebooted, uh, revitalized America. What would that look like? Well, it will be an America in which the economy works for everyone. And, and this is really a key issue as far as I'm concerned. And that is so many millions of people are working harder than ever, but struggling to get by, uh, struggling to find a place to live, struggling to access health care or put food on the table. Uh, and it's not like people aren't working hard. They're working harder than ever. Uh, they're just not making enough to get by. And so uh, what the future I would like to see looks like is people are working hard, uh, can enjoy the American dream. Uh, they can have a place to live. They can uh, provide for their families. They can have a safe neighborhood. Uh, this is what I want for my own family. It's what I want for every family in California and around the country. Uh, yeah, I think it's what we insist upon, at least for our pets. And if we can extend that to the live upright mammals, then we're going to have a good day. We used to have it in this country, so we know it's achievable. And you have the institutional memory to remember what that looks like. And uh, you're doing what you can to bring it back. So uh, I, for one, am grateful. And I know many listeners are. Anybody, anybody who stands up for us nowadays is a hero. And that's what we're doing here today is Rethinking Heroes. I want to thank you, Congressman Adam Schiff, for joining us today on Rethinking Heroes. Well, great to join you. And what a treat to join you uh, after the great Nicolas Cage. Tough to, tough to follow Dracula, though. <laughs> well, you'll be with Dracula soon enough back on Capitol Hill. So I wish you all the luck. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's Congressman Adam Schiff. He is running for Senate. He sat on the House and Senate Intelligence Committees for many years, been consistent on network news channels discussing former President Donald Trump's felony counts. He's uh, been on the Senate Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol, has a long track record of passing so many numerous measures with the support of both Democratic and Republican governors and presidents. Key thing, both Democratic and Republican governors and presidents. 
that's uh, an important distinction. He's known for his patient's bill of rights, known for bills that limit nuclear proliferation, bills that strengthen press freedom, which is why I'm here today with you, with him. And he speaks out continuously on gun violence and making your and my life a much better place to have. Do appreciate you coming on today. Kerry Harrison with you. This is Rethinking Heroes. Coming up, we're going to be talking about getting rid of more medical debt and the little tricks of the trade of what you can do to make your life better. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. Life after the military. RethinkingHeroes.com. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? Well, you call low-cost airlines because they specialize in cheap flights, in discount hotel rooms, in cheap car rentals, and with the best price guarantee. They explore hundreds of airlines, thousands of routes, millions of itineraries and fares to keep it simple for you. So if you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available, often 75% off. So don't wait. Call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. Rethinking Heroes, Life After the Military with Carrie Harrison. And it is Carrie Harrison, and of course, streaming around the world, plus every single streaming platform on Earth is connected with us uh, from Spotify. We're even listed in on Audible as an audiobook every week. How <laughs> do you like that? So cool. We're going to be expanding exponentially soon. Uh, old friends at Sirius XM, where I started the Gay Channel back in 2000, I want to say two or three, uh, and did the first morning show from L.A. Uh, and then from there, we jumped to Air America and did the first live and local show. Uh, that was competing with uh, the conservative station at the time. I'm not going to give the call letters because they sure don't need our help. Uh, but we really did extraordinary stuff, groundbreaking, inventing new kinds of programming that speak to millions of people who are purposely cut out of the conversation. And that's my goal. My goal is to help you get help. And that could be emotional support that could be simply knowledge-based uh, support we talked to adam schiff just moments ago congressman we're going to also try to get on katie porter who's also running when we're going to try to get on uh, barbara lee who's also running um, i'm just making a disclaimer that there is no uh, particular appetite in one direction or the other except for people who are doing it doing it loudly doing it well and who show up for you they're the ones that get the love here on rethinking heroes and they're the heroes who are rethinking the miasma, the bog that you seem to think you're living in. And you're not crazy if you think you're living in it. It's actually quite true. This is why it looks that way in Russia. This is why it looks that way in a lot of places, except still in Europe has a good 10 more years probably. 
The Environmental Protection Agency will call for restrictions on all future and existing power plants that run on coal or natural gas. Biden EPA to launch new landmark effort to limit carbon pollution. Climate change isn't a future problem. It is a current problem. Earth hits grim new records for global ice loss and rising seas. Plus... Environmental justice will become the responsibility of every single federal agency. I mean, every single federal agency. President Biden boosts environmental justice. All of those boosts and more straight ahead from Bradvlog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Will we step up to our ambitions? Will we stand together to meet the great challenges we have? Will we preserve our planet for future generations? No, I don't think so. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Dizzy Doyen, big news from the EPA this week. Oh, yes, indeed. As we go to air, the Environmental Protection Agency is on the verge of proposing new rules requiring the nation's power plants to cut their carbon emissions. How quickly can the Republicans write a lawsuit against that? Oh, instantly. Yeah. It matters because electricity from coal and natural gas-fired power plants is the second largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. after transportation. If adopted the new draft pollution standards would require utility companies to capture nearly all carbon emissions from their smokestacks by 2040, mm. leaving the companies to determine how, either by switching to clean renewable sources like wind and solar or by using costly new technology to capture emissions from their smokestacks. Or by filing a lawsuit. No commercial power plants in the United States use carbon capture technology right now, and the new rules are expected to trigger an immediate challenge from Republican-controlled states and the Supreme Court, which blocked a previous Obama-era effort. Of course. Meanwhile, the Earth broke grim new records for melting glaciers, rising sea levels, and ocean warming in 2022, caused primarily by the burning of fossil fuels. The World Meteorological Organization's annual State of the Global Climate Report, released on Earth Day, confirms that the past eight years were the hottest eight years in the instrumental record. Last year, the oceans hit a new all-time record high for heat content. Antarctic sea ice fell to its lowest extent on record. 60% of the ocean surface saw at least one marine heat wave. Average global sea levels also reached record highs, and the rate of sea level rise itself has doubled since 1993. Mm. Additional evidence that man-made climate change is accelerating. Mm. The report also found, quote, off-the-charts melting of the world's glaciers, and that matters for millions of people around the world who rely on glacier meltwater for drinking water and food production. Off the charts melting. Yep. Here in the U.S., about one in three people in the United States breathe polluted air that harms their health and shortens their lives. And it's primarily from gas-powered vehicles and industrial plants. That's according to the American Lung Association's annual State of the Air report, which found that increasing wildfires, drought, and inequality have stalled improving air quality efforts, with low-income and communities of color disproportionately affected. 
It also found that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's hometown of Bakersfield is the most polluted city in the entire United States. Yep, and McCarthy has proposed repealing clean energy provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act climate law. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of Americans support federal government action to address climate change. According to new Pew Research data, 70% of Americans want the government to prioritize renewable energy sources like wind and solar over expanding production of fossil fuels. But there's a deep partisan divide. 80% of Democrats consider climate change a major threat. Only 23% of Republicans do. Lucky they got gerrymandering. President Biden criticized McCarthy and Republicans when he signed an executive order creating the Office of Environmental Justice in the White House to ensure that poverty, race, and ethnic status do not lead to worse exposure to pollution and environmental harm. Nice. Environmental justice will be the mission of the entire government, woven directly into how we work with state, local, tribal, and territorial governments. This is an order that directs the federal agencies to address gaps in science and technology. Nice. About time. And finally, the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday rejected an attempt by big oil to delay climate liability lawsuits brought by U.S. cities and states trying to hold oil companies accountable for costly damages caused by man-made climate change. Big oil was trying to move the cases to friendlier federal courts, but the Supreme Court declined to bail them out on that. Nice. Are you okay, Supreme Court? To maintain the strongest economy in the world, we need the best infrastructure in the world. President Biden touts climate action and infrastructure upgrades in State of the Union address. Law enforcement officials said their plan was to, quote, completely destroy the city. FBI disrupts neo-Nazi plot to attack Baltimore's power grid. Plus, Minnesota is not going to wait any longer. Minnesotans are not going to wait any longer. Minnesota enacts ambitious law to go 100 percent carbon free by 2040. All of those ambitions and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And my Republican friends who voted against it as well. I still get asked to fund the projects in those districts as well, but don't worry. I promised I'd be a president for all Americans. We'll fund these projects. And I'll see you at the groundbreaking. Oh, snap. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen. We have seen a lot of State of the Union addresses in our days, <laughs> yes. but boy, howdy, was that a thriller on a Tuesday night. Indeed, in his second State of the Union address on Tuesday night, President Joe Biden highlighted his major legislative accomplishments, including new laws helping veterans exposed to toxic burn pits and long-deferred infrastructure repairs and projects now getting underway under the bipartisan infrastructure law. Biden touted direct benefits to everyday Americans from that bill and the Democrats' landmark climate and infrastructure bill signed into law last year, the Inflation Reduction Act. Both laws have generated a surge of major infrastructure projects, domestic manufacturing projects, and thousands of new jobs, which Biden characterized as an investment in America's long-term resilience. The Inflation Reduction Act is also the most significant investment ever in climate change. Ever. 
lowering utility bills, creating American jobs, leading the world where we're building for the long term. New electric grids that are able to weather major storms and not prevent those fire, forest fires. Roads and water systems will stand the next big flood. Clean energy to cut pollution and create jobs in communities often left behind. Biden also chided congressional Republicans for opposing both bills, framing action on the climate crisis as a moral obligation. Let's face reality. The climate crisis doesn't care if you're in a red or blue state. It's an existential threat. We have an obligation not to ourselves, but to our children and grandchildren to confront it. I'm proud of how the, how America at last is stepping up to the challenge. And I'm proud about the fact that after years and years of complaining, the presidents were not even mentioning the climate in their State of the Union address. We now have a president who is touting some huge accomplishments in that regard. Yep. And Biden also, by the way, called for higher taxes on the oil and gas industry, which hit all time record profits in 2022. And he criticized the industry for keeping supplies tight and prices high, exacerbating inflation as Americans struggle. To afford energy and food. And in the middle of a war, something we used to call war profiteering. Because of those record profits, British oil giant BP this week announced it is watering down its climate pledge to reduce emissions by 2030 while increasing its investments in oil and gas. Who could have guessed it? Big Oil's record profits in 2022 have renewed calls to repeal billions in permanent tax breaks and subsidies that are given to the oil industry every year. How about we just repeal the oil industry? In other news, the Federal Bureau of Investigation announced this week the arrests of two neo-Nazis who the agency says were plotting to shoot up multiple electric grid substations in Baltimore, Maryland. In a racially motivated attack that they hoped would cause widespread disruption and spark a race war. An FBI bulletin in November warned of threats by domestic violent extremist groups to attack critical infrastructure to, quote, create civil disorder and inspire further violence. Since 2016, White supremacist plots targeting energy systems have dramatically increased in frequency. How targeting power grids somehow leads to a race war is kind of beyond me. Then again... I'm not a Nazi. Finally, with Republicans holding the U.S. House majority, climate action is stalled in Congress for at least the next two years. But states are picking up the slack. In Minnesota, Democratic Governor Tim Walz signed into law one of the nation's most ambitious climate laws, requiring the state's electric utilities to reach 80 percent renewable generation by 2030 and fully 100 percent carbon-free electricity by 2040. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Rethinking Heroes with Carrie Harrison. Life after the military. RethinkingHeroes.com. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? Well, you call low-cost airlines because they specialize in cheap flights, in discount hotel rooms, in cheap car rentals, and with the best price guarantee. They explore hundreds of airlines, thousands of routes, millions of itineraries and fares to keep it simple for you. 
So if you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available, often 75% off. So don't wait. Call now. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. 901-235-1795. 